All right, well, today begins the last part of our series that we have been in called Toxic Emotions. And we have discussed a lot of different things. We've been looking through the wisdom literature of the Bible, uh, one, of, one of those being pro- the book of Proverbs, and seeing what Proverbs has to say about, about these issues in our lives. And, um, and we, we've, I think we've gleaned a lot from it, and this has been an ongoing series for uh, six weeks. This is, today is part six. So just real quick in review, uh, we'll touch base on the topics we have already covered. And uh, the first week we talked about anger, that, you, that we really need to learn how to deal with anger in our lives. We really need to reappropriate anger to the right things. Then you won't have energy to be angry about really the stupid things. Uh, we learned that when you get angry, that the blood leaves your brain and goes to your major muscle groups to prepare for a fight, so we lose 25% of our IQ, and it's just not a good thing. We become, we become pretty stupid when we get angry, and that's why a, a grown man will take a perfectly good fist and hit a brick wall. The brick wall wins every time. And uh, th- th- then the second week, we talked about jealousy, and if you remember, I just want to remind you, the jealousy, it's a lot like anger. Anger, you're, you're mad because someone did something wrong, but jealousy, you're mad because they did something right because they did it better than you. And so you're, you're angry. And so you don't have room for, the Bible says that jealousy will rot you from the inside out. So it's a pretty good idea to get that out of our lives. Week three, we talked about temptation, many temptations in the life, and I gave you uh, several ways to overcome temptation. And then the next week, we talked about laziness. The book of Proverbs has so much to say about laziness, and really what we learned is laziness is a sin, that God has given us, he has given us abilities and talents, he's entrusted us, and we are to put it to work. And so we got to get the laziness out of our lives. And last week, we tackled another one that the book of Proverbs talks about quite a bit, really throughout the whole Bible, and we talked about the issue of pride. And if you remember, pride is a lot like what? It's a lot like bad breath. Everybody knows you have it except you. And so we, we took a test to see, do I need a little bit of a humility breath mint? And we asked a series of questions last week. Now, if you, uh, if you feel like, hey, I, I really could use some of the information from those topics, you can always go online, newlife4kokomo.org. All of our messages are archived online. You can find the notes online. And even today, you can pull up my sermon notes on your phone through the Bible app, Events, New Life Church. You can get it all right there. So new content today, we're going to talk about the topic of worry. Worry. And uh, worry is a common struggle, I think, that most people face. And I think that it's easy if you watch the headlines and you watch the news that there is, there is always plenty to worry about, isn't there? But Jesus said, and who by worrying can add a single day to their life? Worry is a common struggle. It's a feeling of unease or anxiety about something unknown or something uncertain. And we certainly live in uncertain times right now. Uh, Worry can keep us up at night. Worry will steal your joy. and It will make you feel powerless. But at the heart of worry is a bigger issue. At the heart of worry is lack of trust in God. Essentially, when we worry, it's, be, it's due to we're not trusting God with that area in our life. When we worry, we are essentially saying that we don't believe that God is in control and that he can handle our problems. 
And I don't know about you, but certainly you have experienced at some point in your life that you were able to take your worry, take your anxieties, take your problems to the Lord and realize God is perfectly capable of handling my problems. But when we worry, it's because we have a lack of trust that God really can handle all of our problems. This lack of trust can lead to fear, lead to anxiety, and ultimately just a sense of hopelessness. Now worry, um, there are some other dangers in worry. You know, worry leads to anxiety. It leads, uh, it's commonly connected with depression. Um, but worry actually affects our physical health as well. Worry can lead to physical symptoms such as headaches, high blood pressure, stomach problems, insomnia. It can weaken our immune system, which uh, and increases our level of, of risk for developing chronic illnesses. Worry also affects our mental health as well. Worry can cause anxiety, fear, depression. It can also lead to irritability or mood swings in it or have any difficulty concentrating. Worry affects our spiritual health. Worry can distract us from our relationship with God and hinder our ability him. It can hinder our ability to trust him. It causes us to doubt God's goodness, to doubt God's love, to doubt God's faithfulness. Worry affects our interpersonal relationships. Worry can also affect relationships with others. It can cause us to become withdrawn. Again, it can cause us to become irritable, easily annoyed, Um, and, and, and we are less engaged in relationships. We disconnect when we are filled with worry and anxiousness. So overall, worry obviously is, can have a very negative effect on our lives. It's, it's, it's a toxic thing in our lives. It's a toxic emotion, worry. This is what Proverbs 12.25 says about worry. It says, anxiety weighs the heart down. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt weighed down by your worry and anxiety? There was a season of my life in ministry years ago where I was so weighed down, I was heavy laden with worry that multiple, multiple times a week I would be awakened in the middle of the night with my mind racing so fast that I couldn't seem to slow my thoughts and I would slowly slip out of bed not to disturb Jenny and I'd go downstairs to the living room and I would just pace the living room for, for some time, early, late, early, early in the morning hours, one, two, three in the morning, I would just pace the floor, and just uh, trying to just control the, the thoughts racing through my mind, and I, I would just ultimately end up on my knees in prayer, saying, God, rescue me from this heaviness that I'm feeling, this anxiety, it weighs the heart down, worry. And so today, I want to give you a couple things about worry that I, I hope will help you and again, at the root of worry, it's typically a trust issue. And so number one today, trust in God's provision. Trust in God's provision. That God, he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And when you really allow faith to connect with the reality that God is really in control your problems and your worries can begin to subside. But here, listen to the words of Jesus. Listen to his words. He says, do not worry about your life. 
And right there you're like, easy for you to say you're the son of God. <laughs> you know, like, do not worry about your life. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I can spend all day worrying about my life. But no, Jesus says, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat or what you will drink. Don't worry about your body. Don't worry about what you'll wear. It is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't store away in barns. In other words, birds don't work. They, they, they don't sow. They don't reap. They don't work for it. There's not a single bird that knows where their next meal is coming from. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. I mean, and when I think about that, I'm like, what a crazy reality that the majority of animals in the world do not know where they get their next meal. And if you were to go out into the frontier of Alaska, you'll find animals, and they're living, and they're, and they're, they're breeding, and they're, and they're surviving, and it's like, but they don't even know where their next meal comes from. Uh, one morning last year, I, I woke up super early in the morning to, to pack the family vehicle to prepare for our long journey to vacation. And I was up at 3.34, and I'm packing the van. We're trying to get on the road while everybody can sleep, and I can just drive without anybody saying they have to stop. You know what I mean, dads? You know, you just got to get, get everybody asleep so you can just go for a while without ever somebody saying they have to stop. So that's the goal, right? And right out front, I see a deer. I've never seen a deer, like in the front yard. There's a deer, and there's a tree out there that has some berries on it. The electric company just cut it down, so probably won't see the deer anymore. But I saw a deer. I'm like, what in the world? And the deer's eating these berries off the tree. And I, just, and I thought of this scripture. Like, how did the deer know to come to that tree? And I don't know, other than I just know that they don't know, they don't store, that, I mean, they don't sow, they don't reap, they don't work for it, but God feeds them. And right there, I was like, then I remember the scripture, and this is what Jesus says, and are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to their life? And Jesus continues, and why do you worry about clothes? It's almost like you can envision it, where Jesus says, look out there. Look, do you look and see. See the flowers in the field? Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, they don't labor they don't spin, they don't crochet or knit, yet I tell you, not even Solomon, who was the greatest king of Israel in all of his splendor, was dressed like one of those. Is that, uh, if that is how God clothes grass in the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, and then thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? And then he says this, you of little faith. So he started off with do not worry about your life, and he ended it with you of little faith. If you fix the faith problem, if you fix the trust issue, you'll fix the worry. You of little faith. So Jesus says again, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? 
for pagans run after these things. And your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And each day has enough trouble of its own, does it not? Did you hear what Jesus said? He says, these things you're worried about. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Where am I going to live? What am I going to drive? My stuff. He's saying, pagans worry about those things. But you, if you seek first the kingdom of God, God will, he knows your needs. And you can even have the things. Here's the thing. If you seek first the kingdom of God, and that is truly your hunger and truly your desire, you won't care about the things. You just care about the kingdom. And then when you have the things, they don't define you. You can still have the things, but it won't define you. But pagans search for things because it defines them. I'm defined by what I drive. I'm defined by my job. I'm defined by my career and aspirations. But Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. Then you can have all those things, and it won't define you. If you run after things, you can acquire them. And you'll be empty, but you'll have things. But if you seek first the kingdom, you'll be fulfilled. And then you'll have things, the things you need. Don't chase the things you're worried about. Chase after God and you won't be worried about what you were worried about. Don't chase after the things you're worried about. Chase after God and then you won't be worried about what you're worried about. Here's the thing about worry. Worry is about me trying to control me. Trust is faith that God is in control. I'm just trying to control me. I'm worried about this, so I'm going to control. I'm worried about this, so I'm going to control. Worry is me trying to control me, but true trust in God is faith to know that God's in control. I know I've told this story many times, um, but I think it's worth repeating uh, in this, whenever I share from this scripture in Matthew 6, when, when Jesus talks about worry. Uh, when I was in fourth grade, um, I was... As a, uh, I don't know, how old are you in fourth grade? Nine? I was around nine. Uh, and I was overcome with anxiety. Um, I don't really have a reason why. I just know that every single day when I went to school, I was filled with fear. Um, I had a teacher. Uh, his name was Mr. Pollock. And Mr. Pollock was an angry man. And I was always afraid of him. I'd watch my teacher get upset and, and smash his stool on the floor in front of us because someone didn't hold the door open for someone else. I mean, this was my fourth grade. And, um, and so I was filled with anxiety to the point where every single day I went to school, before the, the bell rang and school began, I would end up crying at my desk. And not knowing why. I just, I, cu- I could not, I was sitting there telling myself, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. You know, it sounds so pathetic. And I would cry. And my teacher, Mr. Pollock, he'd be so upset at me. Why are you crying? And so he put me out in the hallway until I could gather myself. And I sat in the hallway just going, stop crying. Stop crying. Stop crying. And I, I was just so full of worry. And it got to the point where mom, my mom was so uh, afraid that somebody was harming me and I wasn't telling her. She woke me up in the middle of the night one time. She said, is somebody harming you? And I'm like, what time is it? You know? 
I'm like, no, Mom, no one's hurting me. Um, and my parents were obviously concerned about me because and, and, they're getting reports from the school. And so, so one day, my dad, he sits me down, and he, he had this little pocket New Testament Bible. And uh, he turned to, oh, man, I'm feeling emotional. He turned to Matthew 6, and he read the words of Jesus that says, don't worry about today. Who by worrying can add a single hour to their life? Look at the birds into the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't work for it, but your Heavenly Father feeds them. Look at the flowers. God clothes them, and how much more important are you than they? So do not worry about your life. And he underlined that in that little New Testament Bible, and he put it in my back pocket. And then he kicked me one of these. <laughs> kind of like a go on from here. And I'd go on my way to school and as a fourth grader, I'd feel that worry, you know, tension. Nine years old, like what nine-year-old should go through that? And, and I'd just reach my back pocket and I'd pull open that little New Testament and I'd just read, do not worry about today. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will wear, do not worry. And I would just, over and over, I'd read that thing and I carried that little New Testament Bible in my back pocket all fourth grade all of fifth grade, all of sixth grade, all of seventh grade. In eighth grade, I was too cool for it, so I had to leave it at home. <laughs> but I'm so thankful for the lesson my dad taught me. That you read it until you believe it. And it wasn't my reality at the time. I wasn't strong. I was weak. But I would read it and repeat it until I believed it and I lived it. And it brought strength to my soul, and I was free. I was free from that day on. And I just learned to just put trust in God. And there are times in my life where worry tries to creep in. I say, how are we going to make it? How are we going to do it? My wife and I, we've been in ministry for almost 16 years, and it's, it's never been easy. Um, it's always been hard. There's been things, there's been times and, that we've said, I don't know how. How are we going to do it? How are we going to make it? And God has always provided so fix the trust issue, and the worry begins to wither away. So number one, again, trust in God's provision. Number two, pray and seek uh, God's peace. That might have Moses, maybe it was supposed to say the peace of God. I don't know. Sorry about that. Pray and seek God's peace. This is what Philippians 4, 6 says. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Like, I don't understand it. I don't know how it happens. But when I take it to God in prayer, I receive peace. And this peace will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what I want to encourage you today, if you're worried, if you're anxious, is, is run to God and take your anxieties, take your worry to God in prayer because ultimately I've found that this is what happens, that prayer leads to peace. Prayer leads to peace. And I've been worried or times I've been scared, I've not known what to do. I know exactly what to do. I'm going to run to God in prayer. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten up off this altar in the early morning before anyone else is in the office and I feel peace. Or Saturday nights when I walk these rows of the church and I pray, I feel peace. 
Go to the Lord in prayer. It leads to peace. Pray and seek the peace of God. Don't be anxious about anything, but everything in prayer and thanksgiving. Present your request to God. And the third thing is this. Focus on the Lord's promises. Don't just focus on what you see. Focus on what God said. My daddy taught that, me that when I was a fourth grader. He said, you're gonna, all you're going to see is what you're afraid of. But I want you to focus your eyes on what God said. Do not worry about your life. So focus on the Lord's promises. I love this scripture in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. It says, it says so do not fear for I am with you. And do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. And if you need something you need to read and you need to repeat, you need to read it and repeat it until you believe it, until you live it, use this. Do not fear. I'm not going to fear today. I'm not going to be afraid. You know why? Because God is with me and, I, and, and he is my God. He is my strength, he is my help, and he upholds me. So I'm going to go do today, and I'm going to do it knowing he's with me, he's my strength, and you just repeat it, and you repeat it. You, this is to focus on the promises of God and not your problems. Because here's, here's the thing, when we focus with focused faith, it shrinks my problems, and it magnifies God's promise every time. Focused faith shrinks problems and magnifies God's promises. But when we focus on our problems, we magnify our problems and we shrink God's promises in our mind. And now the problems that stand before us, they look huge. They look like we cannot overcome them. They look impossible because we're so focused on it, we magnify it. But if we shift that equation and we focus on the promises of God, our problems begin to shrink. And actually what we realize is, I can't believe I was worried about that. So many times in my life when I've chosen to just shift my thinking and trust God, then I look back and go, why in the world was I so worried about that? Why was I so worried about going and having that conversation with that person? Because for so long I was stewing over it in my mind. I thought, I thought they were upset. I thought they would be upset. I thought they wouldn't receive me. But I just, I trusted God. I had the conversation and I realized, wow, I've been worried about this for so long and it's actually non-existent. And, I, and if, I, the offense was taken care of because I was able to have the conversation. But when you focus on that offense and you focus on, all their little micro expressions. I, they, I feel like they ignored me. I feel like they made this look. And I feel like when they said that, it was passive aggressive because it actually meant this. And we, and we so focus on that. And then we build up this offense and worry in our lives about relationships around us. Dude, if you just would uh, put your trust in God and like go have a direct conversation, you'd go, whew, I worried about that for way too many years. And, uh, and, and it was not as big as what it is. But when we focus on our problems, we magnify them. But I tell you what, when you focus on the promises of God and those are magnified, your problems begin to shrink. It's powerful. 
is powerful. And then here's, here's our response today. The worst thing is going to come and help me. We're going to sing one last song like we do. But, but as we sing and prepare to sing this last song, this is what we're going to do. First Peter 5, 7. This is what we're going to do. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. Cast all your anxiety on him. He cares. God cares. God sees your worry. He sees your anxiousness. He sees your fear. And he cares. He cares so much that he's saying, just give, just give it to me. Give it to me, I'll fix it. It's, it's as though, if like, you know, times on one of my children, they've, been, they've, they've had a problem maybe with, with, with a device or with, with a bicycle, and, and, they, and I'm just like, you know, you know what, no, don't worry about it. Just, just give it here, give it here. Dad knows what to do. You just gotta, you gotta tighten this little thing here. You gotta put a little grease there. You gotta get it all aligned. You gotta get it bright, and, and we're good. And here you go. Don't, don't you worry about a thing. Daddy, daddy knows what to do. Dad knows what to do. My boys don't call me daddy anymore. Dad knows what to do. Jenny will even tell, say to Grace sometimes, say, go get daddy. He'll even say, you mean dad? I'm 11. And uh, anyway. But today, the, the voice of God is saying, Hey, hey, bring it here. All your worry about that, about that relationship, just, just come here, bring it here. Father knows what to do with it. That worry about the report from the doctor, just bring it here. Cast, cast it all on me. Oh, that worry about work tomorrow, maybe a big meeting, maybe a big project, just, God, Father knows what to do, just bring it here, bring it here. That worry about the struggle and the secret sin in your life, Jesus is saying, bring here. Would you just stop focusing on your problems and I've got promises for you. I'm with you. I'm your strength. I'm your shield. I'm your strong tower. Just, just come here. Dad, Dad knows what to do. Dad knows what to do. And that's the call today here as we wrap up. All your worries, all your fears, all the worries that you're worried about, here and now, we're going to just cast it all on him because he cares. Dad knows what to do. And he can solve our problems. Would you stand with me this morning as we prepare to sing, Father, you're the best dad I've ever had. And it's moments like this that we can come to you and just cast all of our cares on you. So right now, would you just, just begin to just lift your hands and just say, Lord, I cast all my cares. I cast all my cares. Lord, specifically begin to mention the things that you've been worried about. God, we give it to you because we trust you. Right now, maybe you need to start fixing your trust issue and realize he's a good, good father. He's a good God. Thank you, Lord. We cast all of our cares on you in Jesus' name.